A good near Shabbos to our friends and members of the Westmount Shul. Very exciting Shabbos this week as my wife and I and the entire congregation will celebrate our son Menachem's Ofrof and his upcoming marriage to Malka Fried. And therefore, I'd like to talk a little bit about marriage, a little bit about current events. And I'd like to start with a very unusual starting place and ask you all a question. How strong is glue? Well, if you've been noticing the current events in Germany and Australia and other places, there are uh, activist groups, climate activist groups, who want to really make a statement of how we have to save the climate. And the greatest villain of this is uh, the airlines, where they just dump so much carbon emissions all over. And as was noted three weeks ago in particular, the Germany's transport minister slammed the criminal activity of the last generation activists who gained access to airports in Hamburg and Dusseldorf and caused holiday makers facing lengthy delays. And how did they do that? They would come onto the tarmac and glue themselves to the runway. And it must have used a very strong glue because many flights were canceled, etc., etc. And this thing that's still going on, Baruch Hashem, they have not uh, encroached yet into Pearson. That already has its own problems without gluing people to the runway. But you see that uh, there must be very strong glues. So I'd like to speak about another type of glue that's much safer than uh, crazy glue that is discussed in this week's Parsha. And in this week's Parsha, we begin to hear a theme that goes throughout Sefer Dvarim. Hashem says that if you keep all the commandments which I command you to do, to love Hashem, to walk in His ways, and to cleave to Him, then Hashem will drive out all these nations before you, etc., etc., we have the concept of dvekus, cleaving to Hashem. Only in Sefer Dvarim do we have this mitzvah of cleaving to Hashem. We don't have that in the first four books of the Torah. And the reason is because unless we can first internalize the message of the first four books of the Torah, then and only then can we cleave to Hashem. And of course, the Talmud asks a very interesting question. They want to know what's the meaning of you shall follow Hashem and cleave to Him. Don't we know that Hashem is compared to a devour, devouring fire? How can you cleave to a being that's so uh, beyond description, that's so transcendental? There's nothing that we could... Uh, define Hashem as, how are you able to bond to Hashem? And that seems to be, as we go through Devarim, this is what the whole point of Yiddishkeit is. And we have to have a little idea of bonding to Hashem. So the simple meaning, bonding to Hashem, is as posh as the word Davak from Devek Lu. Just like those people on the tarmac. They glued themselves to the tarmac because they're not leaving the tarmac. And unfortunately, from what I understand, it was very difficult to get that glue off of them. 
and there was questions of having to amputate. I didn't really follow this so much. But when you are really stuck to something like crazy glue, then it means it, you're inseparable. And perhaps as we're getting closer to the days of Mashiach, that's why they invented crazy glue. Not because it should be such a great glue, which I'm sure they had in mind, but Hashem wants us to know there are some glues that are inseparable. And to give us some idea of what dveikus to Hashem is. Dveikus to Hashem literally means I'm unseparable from Hashem. So if you're not separable from Hashem, what realities become very obvious? You understand what the world is all about. You understand really all the animamins that describe what Hashem is. If you're stuck to Hashem, you realize Hashem is kol yachol. He's able to do everything. Everything's in his power. You have bitachon Hashem. You have yiras Hashem, which doesn't mean fear of punishment, but understanding the true reality is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You come to love Hashem. It's all one package. You are so bound up with Hashem, there's nothing to talk about. There's no other reality but Hashem. And this is certainly the will of Hashem. Not because Hashem wants to show how powerful he is, but to give us the greatest pleasure and the greatest pleasure of being unsep inseparable from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll have the other people have other pleasures that they want to be inseparable from. And Hashem is saying, I'm the greatest pleasure and I want you to reach a level where you are bonded to me and that pleasure never stops, not even for a moment. There's not a moment you are away from Hashem. Still leaves us with a great question. How in the world can I reach that level? It's interesting. There are one other place in the Torah where there is an acquirement of dveikus. It says in the beginning of Sefer Breshis, Therefore a man will leave his father and mother, and he will cling to his wife, and they will be lebasor echad, will become one flesh. Again, we have the word cleaving, and they cleave to be one flesh. And again, the question is, how are they one flesh? And is it so easy? We know people say, yeah, marriage is when a man and woman become as one. <laughs> but the trouble starts when they try to decide which one. You know, you could have a husband saying, you know, I always wanted to marry Mrs. Wright, but I didn't know that her first name was always. So this is a difficult thing. It's difficult. In other words, just as hard as it is to, to, to let's say, to cling to Hashem, because say, well, now maybe it's not as hard. You know, at least human beings are, you know, similar a lot. <laughs> but we all know, as the Talmud says, that women are a totally different nationality than men, and men a totally different nationality than women. One comes from Mars, one comes from wherever. What's going on over here? How how can a man and a woman get together? They're, they're so different. Their, their makeup is different. Their intellect is different. How is it possible? And therefore, as we come to a marriage, any marriage, we wonder... Can a marriage really stick? And as we bring our son Menachem to the to the chuppah, and as the Freed family brings their Malka to the chuppah, 
We daven and daven. It should be an eternal house. It should be permanent like crazy glue. And the question is how? And, and one other question. If indeed we have a mitzvah to cleave to Hashem. Now when you cleave, that means you're stuck. Stuck to Hashem. And when you're stuck to Hashem, you can't be stuck to anything else. Yet on the other hand, you have to be stuck a husband to a wife. So if you're stuck together, you can't be stuck to anything else either. So how is it possible to have a dual or split loyalty? In other words, if I'm cleaving to one, I don't cleave to another. What's going on over here? So I'd like to offer you a very simple answer how this works. And the basic answer is understanding really what does it mean to be dovuk to Hashem. So the Gemara and Saita, in answering the question, how is it possible to cleave to Hashem? It says the meaning is you cleave to Hashem by following the attributes of Hashem. Emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, imitato Dei. Just like Hashem closed those that are unclosed, so we should close those that are unclosed. Just like Hashem visits the sick, so too you should visit the sick. Or other Gemaras, just like Hashem is a Rachum, is merciful, so you should be merciful, etc., etc. To emulate the ways of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because in that way, Hashem who created the world via the ten spheros, and he revealed to man what is the aspect of Hashem vis-a-vis the way he relates to this world and the characteristics that he demonstrates. That if we emulate those characteristics, characteristics transcends time and space and any limitations. And Hashem has 10 unique qualities that he has put inside every Jewish soul that is a potential but has to be worked through. And if we develop those 10 spheros properly, all the mitos of kindness, control, mercy, then we can cling to Hashem. Because if we're on the same page of character, that is how you bond. And that really is what people kill connected, all the similarities that exist and the core similarities. Not that you're blonde and I'm blonde, not that I'm short and you're short, but the core values is what bond us together. And that's what the avoda is. So when we finish four books of the Torah, we hope to understand what the core values are. And if we follow them, then we will be able to cleave Takarish Baruch Hu. That's what the Pesach is saying. Im shumor mitzvah then, and you're loving Hashem and going in His ways, then l'leches bedrochav, to go in Hashem's ways. Uledafkabo, then you will cleave to Hashem. Ay, 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 but the problem is that nobody's born perfect. And Hashem, in His wondrous sense of humor, or rather sense of purpose, creates each and every one of us a bit imbalanced, where maybe we have too little chesed in our lives, too much chesed in our lives. We all are imbalanced. And since we are imbalanced, there's no way we can cleave to Hashem. It just doesn't work. So it seems that we are destined to fail. However, let us take a look at one more source in Parakeh in Sefer Bereshis.
where Hashem says right in the beginning, Zesefer told us Adam, these are the descendants of Adam, Biyom Baro Elohim, Adam, on the day that God created man, Bidmus Elohim Asoso, in the likeness of Hashem. Ah, we have the Demus. The Demus means those characteristics. Ah, but then it says, Zachar Unekeva Baram. He created them male and female. In other words, we see that an Adam, a human being that is sourced in the words Adama, similar, that I can emulate a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Only an Adam can emulate a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But the Torah defines an Adam as a Zachar and a Kepa. In other words, as the Talmud says in many places, a, a man without a wife is a man without Torah, a man without a wife is a man without joy. All kinds of things a man is lacking. Man by himself is not an Adam. Woman by herself is not an Adam. It's Zohar Unekeva together is Adam. Why? Because a man by himself has a certain pre-set uh, uh, proclivities, similar to a woman, and neither one is balanced 100%. When you get married and you learn to adjust and if the husband has too much chesed and the wife has too little chesed and the husband has too little gvura and the wife has more gvura or vice versa as whatever it may be, the two of them are meant to blend together and assist the other. Just imagine a triangle at the bottom. At the bottom of a triangle, the right side is on one side of the corner, the right corner, the left corner, far apart. But as the triangle goes up, it gets to the top and becomes one. And therefore, the man and the woman, each on one side of the bottom of the triangle, they come to reach an attachment at the top. Now we can understand the, the, issue, the answer to our questions. Number one, how do you bond to Hashem? What's the greatest superglue to Hashem is to emulate a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Good. But how can you emulate a Kaddish Baruch Hu? Generally, only through being man and woman. Not to say that people who are not married cannot emulate Hashem, but it is much harder. And similar, if a couple was married 50 years and a one spouse dies, since they've already become that image of Hashem. So even if one spouse leaves, they still have gained through that connection. But someone who never gets married, not to say it's impossible, but it is a handicap because now you have to figure out to do it by yourself and it's much, much harder. You see, when you're married, you can never run away from your spouse. The institution is a permanent institution. And as much as a chassan thinks the kala is perfect and the kala thinks the chassan is perfect, they will find out that they may be perfect but very different. And differences requires adjustments. Differences require compromise. Compromise requires that you have to meet each other halfway. And like the Rambam says, and as is said in Pirkei Avos, we all have to search for the golden mean. And marriage is meant to create the golden mean. Sometimes it comes easier, sometimes it comes harder, but that is clearly the goal of Yiddishkeit. The goal of Yiddishkeit ultimately is to be davuk to Hashem, to cleave to Hashem. But that cannot happen unless we are in autumn, unless we follow Hashem's ways.
And therefore, it's not a question of split loyalty. It's mutual loyalty. In order for me as a man or my wife as a woman to cleave to Hashem, we first must cleave together. Once we cleave together, then it's possible. Just as we know the famous word, Ish and Isha share the same letters, Aleph and Shin. And if there's Zoycha, the Ish has a Yud and the woman has a He, and the Yud and the He are Hashem's, it's Hashem. Which means to say, Zocha means when they purify themselves and behave in a way that they now have balanced each other out, the Yud and the He are there. And if the Yud and the He are there, then it's much easier to be able to cling to Hashem. And this is why we have such a tremendous simcha at a wedding. The simcha at a wedding is really the perfection of two human beings that try their hardest to come close to Hashem and to be dovuk to Hashem. And until marriage happens, generally speaking, it's difficult. We could try our best. But until we go through that school of learning what it means to balance ourselves, only then can Vekas be achieved. So therefore, the strongest glue is not crazy glue or super glue or gorilla glue, but the ultimate glue is within and beyond you. That's the glue that we want to have. And just to leave with a story of to show how how important and vital this concept is. In the times of the Maral Diskin, who was uh, very much fighting against the secularists, the Maskilim, who were trying to steal souls, and some of them would cover up their true intentions and masquerade as very from people and try to sneak in and uh, bring in heretical views within the traditional framework. So you always had to be on guard for fakers, and the morale diskin would try his hardest. On the other hand, there'd be people sending svarim that are looking for an approbation from the morale diskin. And the morale diskin, of course, was very busy. He didn't want to give an approbation unless he read it. So therefore, he really didn't have time. On the other hand, he felt disseminating Torah was important, and if people had an approbation, people would learn it. So he'd give it to his student, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sonnenfeld, to read this farm. So there was one particular person who looked like a very firm Jew, and he gave the Sefer to the Maril Diskin, who gave the manuscripts to Rav Yosef Chaim Sonnenfeld to check it out. So he gets there, he gets the Sefer, starts checking it a little bit, and right away he runs back to the Maril Diskin, and he's all shaking, and he's saying, no, 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 it's clear that this person wrote it, it's one of the Maschilim, one of the enlightened and the spirit of the Torah is not in such a person. And the Maril said, okay, but what, like, how did you know? Like, like Yosef Chaim was very upset. He said, how do you know so fast? How do you get this? So Rabbi Yosef Chaim said, well, there's a line I saw in what he wrote. It was really written, so to speak, like offhand. It wasn't like a major point, but it was just an offhand comment within what he was saying. And when he talked about marriage, he says marriage is a type of a heskem, an agreement to conduct their lives together as partners. And everyone has his chelek that he has to contribute to the partnership. He says, and that's it. Because he said, 
V'chizehu mahuso shel anisuim. Is this the essence of a marriage, Yeldra of Yosef Chaim? A stam shutvis? It's a partnership? Marriage is much more than this, as we'll talk about on Shabbos in one of our classes. Marriage is that ability to create the Shekhinah in their home. And the Shekhinah in their home is certainly much more than just a partnership. Because we understand a partnership, yes, it's whatever you give for me, and then I'll give for you. If you don't give for me, then I won't give for you. And therefore, that's something that uh, is far away from what our ideal of marriage is. Our ideal of marriage is the greatest simcha, such a simcha that two incomplete people are becoming complete. And it will be, uh, it will take time for the glue to settle. But once the glue settles, the binyan adayad, then we can now start talking about the greatest glue, the dveikas Hashem. And that is our greatest simcha. So it's my bracha to the chasen and kala and to all our friends and all of us who are married who may feel that they're challenged with dveikas Hashem. Realize that if you're having trouble with dveikas Hashem, there still is a little bit more that has to be glued up in the marriage. And the way to do that is to appreciate our differences, learn from our spouses, change from our spouses, Create that devek, that glue, that your mamish 100% in line with your spouse as you've all balanced each other out. And then you can balance yourselves towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to mamish be dovak. And when every Jewish family is dovak to Hashem, then the greatest glue in the world will be when Mashiach will come. Bimheira v'yameinu. Amen. Thank you all for listening and have a good Shabbos.